Hello. Hello. Hello, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to Up and Down and All Around. Once again, I am the host with the platform most, Troy Reeves here, and we are back at it with another episode from Tales of the Backlog. <laughs> I'm kind of glad, um, as you may know, um, I started this uh, back in December just to kind of have, uh, you know, still provide episodes when... Um, some scheduling conflicts happens to the main episodes of like of particular of the games that I'd like to talk about just because either um, my schedule didn't align with the guest's schedule or the guest's schedule didn't align with my schedule. Either one here um, on that, but not even just like kind of saying that regarding like filler. I also like the doing these episodes because it's it's fun to talk about games that I've been playing that I normally probably wouldn't be able to talk on the podcast itself just because it doesn't fit the description um, that the kind of like the criteria, I don't want to say criteria, but kind of like the games I like to talk about in the main episodes here. So kind of gives you a kind of gives you a take of what I've been kind of been uh, playing um, and kind of give you like my thoughts and if maybe hopefully might make you check them out the game for maybe not, who knows? Um, but I do like these episodes just because I also kind of like the more the kind of the emphases is me and the audience here just kind of, you know, shoot, 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 shooting the shit, as they may say here. Uh, but uh, without further ado, let's kind of get into the tales of the backlog here. Um, there's quite a bit of games here. Um, a few kind of have a theme, um, but it's definitely a good variety. But the one I really want to talk about that's going to open up the show here is... So there's a demo out that just came out within the past couple weeks here as the time of this recording of February 8th of this game that I've been... When it was revealed last year, I was super excited about it because it was that game that... It was a game that was filling in an itch that I've been having for a while and kind of like the reason why I started this podcast was that old school platformer that kind of like with a hat in time ukulele has been kind of like been going on like 3d platformer specifically not 2d but more 3d on that end but definitely a, a pacific era and then i'm talking about like sega saturn like 1996 and 1998 sega saturn era um even to the point that it's from the creators of a very popular game of that era uh, Nights in the Dreams, obviously Yuji Naka, who is also the uh, one of the basically uh, creators of Sonic the Hedgehog as well. Yes, I I am talking about uh, Balin's Wonderworld. Uh, the demo just came out, I believe, for Switch and PS4, um, but it is coming on and Xbox One, I believe. But it's coming to all consoles from from what I researched here. And again, I was super excited about this game. Like I wasn't expecting like a a classic game to come from this. Like, I wasn't expecting, you know, oh, this is going to be a masterpiece. Like, this is going to be, like, my favorite game of all time. Like, I wasn't expecting that. But my expectations were pretty... I, I had high hopes. Because I was like, this looks like this is that kind of that game that I've, that's been filling that itch that I've been wanting. And if done right, could be a really good time. And I did have my pessimism about it when they had revealed it. I think it was the Microsoft event back in June, it was either June or July last summer, um, which is weird, like, out of all the events here at the Microsoft event, but I, I digress, um, but I played it, G granted, I want to put on the record, I played a Switch version, which I just have to come to terms, um, that the Switch version is just going to be the worst version out of all of them, like, performance-wise and all that, um, which is fair, like, the switch is only as so powerful so it can only handle so many games and even though the games i have played like like dude 2016 or um a, a couple other games that i'll be kind of talking about later on in the show perform surprisingly well i understand they had to make some sacrifices to make it work so um there is some issues i can say with the switch version but kind of hearing from other people and their takes on it i don't think that really is the reason why i I don't want to, 
I'm just gonna say this right now. I did not enjoy this, my this, my time with this demo. There, I just um, let me just go with the positive first before we kind of go into the, the kind of why I don't think this demo works and why now I'm really nervous about this game. The art style and music is right on the money of Nights in the Dreams. Like, oh my god, it is so on the money. Like, it is so charming. Um, I, I mean, I loved the art direction of this game. Like, I love the character design of almost all the characters. Like, they work. It, it kind of, it again, show why, like, people still love, like, Nights in the Dreams. The first one specifically for the Sega Saturn, because I think a lot of that went to the art direction of just how colorful the worlds are and just how imaginative uh, these characters are and kind of larger than life they seem, uh, particularly more with the creatures in the, uh, the world here. And um, and there's a a couple cutscenes in the um, in in the demo that are just downright breathtaking. Like they are very well done. Like it is a beautiful CG, like uh, cutscenes that they have in this game. Like there there is care into this game. It's not like just like oh like they they don't they don't like you know it, it's just kind of like a cheap. Uh, bargain bin gra grab you know like no there's some effort into this game but it's more really towards the music and art direction and again the soundtrack is so good like i love the um arrangements of the songs that i have heard from the demo so far from the original soundtrack which i believe the composer is uh ryu yaka uh it's like y-a-m-a-z-a-k-y um and the artist is uh nato Oshishima, uh which i believe also did the original art for sonic and knights uh who worked with yuji naka so it makes sense like it, it it is if we're just talking like from just art like the art direction and the the music of this game it totally gets an a plus on just getting that feel of what make the like those old school 3d platformers particularly nights in the dreams so charming and still so loved to this day that like it just makes it more disappointing and more frustrating that the rest of the game is not like that like this is i don't even want to say baby's first platformer because i have played some baby first platformers games that I feel are way more engaging than Balan Wonderworld. Like, this game is just so boring to play. Like, it is not engaging at all. And it just makes me... I hate saying that because I wanted to love this game. I really wanted to like this game. And I mean, it... And I can say it can still turn it around, but the fact that this game comes out in the end of March, just ha I just have a feeling... This is probably what we're going to get from the game. That just made me even question why they even dropped the demo. Because probably the people who are interested in playing it now are like, oh, um, I don't know if I... Especially, this is asking for 60 This, this is a full $60 game. And um, just from what I played, it, it's definitely not worth it that that much. Uh, from, from what I played here. But, like... So like the first sin that this game commits that already gave me like a very bad vibe is all the buttons are jump. Any game that has used that like philosophy in their control scheme already has a red flag in my opinion. When there's not even like another action button that does another act like you know like another move to perform especially in a 3d platformer in 2d i it's a little bit more forgiving because it's not as demanding to have other actions in 2d uh, certain certain 2d games compared to 3d but oh my god like that that was already like a weird like okay i'm not liking where this is going like the kind of what what decision that they made because if all your buttons are jumped that's just you're trying to oversimplify like i don't mind simplifying controls that it's like pick up and play like i'm not against that at all in fact i understand why you have to go that philosophy to you know get as much players in but also still be as engaging like i understand that but when every button does the same 
like and I'm, I'm talking about like every like i like the main four buttons i played on my like my switch pro controller and every of the four main buttons like your a b x and y fucking jump and i'm just like this this is not that good like oh god like already not 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 a good start on that end and then the character because you control the kid you control either a boy version or a girl version uh just just like in knights i played both but i had more time with the the boy um just because that's kind of the first character i played on that and i i should say i probably spent about an hour with this demo so take that as you will but yeah it's daisy's control so clunky and it's weird because I think what they were trying, it's, I couldn't help it, but compare it to Odyssey a bit because it kind of has that control scheme that Odyssey kind of like had, like, you know, with your movements, but instead of like, you know, you're having like your dive or your jump, like all the buttons are jump and it doesn't feel fun or it doesn't feel good to control these characters. Like these controls, these characters, they don't move like super slow where it's like, mind-numbing but they move slow enough where it just doesn't feel right like it just feels very clunky to play and then even your jump is not even that high and it just like kind of goes into like more of a just a straight line and not kind of like a little like like a straight line up instead of like kind of like a curve to get you more distance which it's just very baffling with this game um especially because also there's uh costumes that you get kind of like with the um the capture mechanic of cappy from super mario odyssey like you do get to kind of these costumes add a new ability to play and that's kind of what that ability becomes like is in place of jump here and from what i remember of the demo you get like this wolf-like character that you know you just beat up shit i think another one that lets you glide i forgot the other ones that you unlock here which makes me feel bad because i mean i did take note it's just i think by the time i started unlocking other costumes i was already so disengaged with this game it is like and i hate to say it because i was rooting for this game because i wanted this game to be at least like i wasn't again i wasn't expecting like a masterpiece but i was expecting like you know a fun decent 3d platformer kind of in the veins of like new super lucky's tale where i'm like you know like for 30 or 40 bucks this is totally worth the experience and it's like you know yeah it's simple but the like you know the level design is fun enough and it's engaging enough and the game is very charming that you know i had a good time with it where you just, you just don't get that much these days which like as much like in the 90s where like even like we talk about you know the big boys of like super mario 64 banjo kazooie nights in the dreams like there's even still like very small like spyro and crash there's still smaller games that i feel like has aged better in that light like um uh what fuck the one that uh uh, uh that eventually would uh the team from imp who will go to do the sly cooper the original sly cooper trilogy to infamous to now ghost of Tsushima, sucker punch uh i know it's space station but they made a their first game was for the N64 where you play like this robot and that game is really fun and very charming to the point that I'm surprised that we haven't got a re-release of that. I feel like there might be some weird works on that. But like those kind of cute cutesy platforming games where they're like that are are very charming to play. Like there is an audience for it. And I feel like I felt like this game was definitely gonna try to appeal to that audience, but like I am I know I'm not maybe like the prime demographic. But they're definitely were trying to go for a younger audience, but also those go for the nostalgic feel of like myself who learned for those kind of platformers. And this game just isn't that like, and I don't know if I just gave this game too high hopes or what, but I just came out of this just being so disappointed and really wanting to like it more. And again, I originally I thought it was just because I, I know the Switch version definitely has some problems. Like it definitely has some frame rate issues and it's definitely not as stable because this game feels like it's hanging on a thread. Like if anything goes wrong, it might crash the game. Like that, that's kind of how it feels, which is so weird 
because especially because the art direction is so great the presentation is actually really well done like with the cutscenes and things of that nature but when you actually get into the game itself it starts falling apart like that facade just goes all out to the point i'm like wondering where the budget really went to as they were really going more for like you know the cg like the cutscenes and the art the art direction as more like they were making an animated series more than actually a video game so I don't know what they were, that goal was, but yeah, the game just feels like it's barely running, like like hanging in there with all its might. And and from what I read and researched, all the other versions are like that. Granted, I do the PS4 and Xbox version def perform better than the Switch. I mean, that's just a given. But from what I read, all these issues still stand the same. Like I it, to the point that it. It kind of like took me back to 1996, but in a very bad way of just like, of just how dated those like games can be at that era. Like it, it's kind of like when I played Super Mario 64 for the 3D All-Stars, as much as I still enjoy that game and I still enjoyed my time with Super Mario 64, the rose colored lens are not as profound, uh, upfront with in my eyes anymore, because now I'm seeing more of the flaws of these games. Granted. I still came out of Super Mario 64 enjoying my time with it because I still think a lot that game, what that game still tried to do, the fact that it's still, it's as fun to play today just testifies how brilliant that game really is. But like with this game, it's like going back and just seeing all the flaws all the time, which is so odd. Like again, all buttons are, all, all buttons are jump, which I still can't get understand. Like I, that's like a rule for me. Like, if that is your philosophy to a game, chances are I'm not going to, I'm, yeah, I'm coming at it as not enjoying my time. And then off, like, even like the graphics, like it's funny. Cause so there's like backgrounds characters and stuff. Like you run into these characters, like there's characters in this world. They're trying to make the world seem lively, but the weird thing is, and apparently and I do see the PS4 version and Xbox version have says, I don't think it's as relevant, as relevant as a, consistent as like the switch version would it though but these characters come in and out and it's not intentional like it's straight up very odd like it's just like it's not like oh like hey and then they just disappear like they just disappear in frame and then come back in frame like it's like a glitch in the matrix type situation which is this it just throws me off and just takes me more out of this experience where a game with as charming as the art direction that it has like it is it, it's like on just face value if you're just going with the, like i like the character design i like this art direction that they're going with this game like it's a it's very charming but the presentation in the game itself when you're actually playing is so piss poor that it takes you out of it no matter how strong this like these characters just seem so charming and also like balan like the main like the knights types character you do have parts with him like they're, they're like these mini game parts that you unlock i think after you you get a certain uh you find a certain piece uh in the level and they are some of the most bland boring bullshit gameplay i have ever had and i'm, I'm using gameplay in quotations because it's honestly a quick overblown quick time event that is so half-assed like it is so bad. Like I, I'm not the biggest fan of quick time events, but I definitely like played better in the PS2 and GameCube era than this one. Like this is straight. And from what I understand, granted, I, I, I didn't purposely try to fail, but from what I read, you can't really fail them to the point that I'm like, then what's the point of D like, and I don't even, you, you get me, me, me like more points. Like they don't even feel rewarding. They just feel like, what did I just do? it's i i don't know it's i i hate coming off this negative on a game because i never really i'm not like a person who loves to shit on games or things of that nature like i like the reason why i started this podcast and started kind of doing more of like streaming things like that it's a more celebrate games a more celebrate you know find the greatness of video games with warts and all but God, this game is so like this demo, and I played it about an hour, and I played about there's I believe four levels in the demo. You get two as the boy, 
like there's yeah four levels for each boy and a girl and i played two in the boy and two in the girl and i just did not have fun like i yeah i i don't know like there's four chapters and it just makes me just wonder like what the rest of this game is like because originally I did want to talk about this game on the podcast, and I probably still will, but I might not do it closer to release because I can't. From what I played, I can't justify spending sixty bucks on this game, like at all. Like this is even thirty and forty feels like it's pushing it. Like it's just this game just feels so incomplete, and I'm just hoping that they Square Enix kind of takes this feedback and potentially delays the game. To kind of because I do think there is I think there is something here like like I think there is something here that works they just need to kind of figure out more time like get fine-tune it a bit more kind of maybe reassess but it might also be too late on that end I I don't know I I really wanted to like this. I just came out came out of it just being more disappointed and now just more dreading this game than actually looking forward to it. But I hope I'm wrong. I hope I do hope they the final release if it does come out in late March or if they do decide to kind of delay it to get more uh, fine tuned to it actually turn out to be a very solid experience. But as a first impression for a demo, uh, definitely wasn't a good time to say the least. But if you're curious about checking it out, it is, the demo is available, I believe, on all platforms. I played the Switch version, but there's also it's also coming out on PS4 and Xbox, and I believe Steam, I believe PC. Don't quote me on that, but I know at least PS4 and Xbox, and it is backwards compatible with uh, the Xbox Series and the PS5. So, um, if you're curious about it, I de like definitely play it for your own opinion. I'm like I'm not gonna stop you on that, but I just wasn't. It made me a little bit more disappointed and now more skeptic skeptic about how this game will turn out um once we get to that uh, when when it does actually come out but again i i still will keep an eye on it i'm still gonna check it out uh when uh when i can but uh don't expect probably an episode on it anytime soon to say the least regarding that end here but to kind of um transition a bit here from an experience that i was a little disappointed about to an experience that i absolutely love so if you listen to our game of the year episode uh good friend of the show uh a good, good friend of mine uh michael nance uh put hades as one of his favorite games of all time uh, not all time of uh 2020 in his 20 best of 2020 list and hades was a game I finally got around to over the holidays. Um, I got I got on Switch, uh, the Switch version. This has been a game that's been on my radar for a while. I just haven't got around to it until recently. Just from the word of mouth, like again, my so many friends of mine love like love this game. Cr critics or uh, critics that I, I I enjoy their like have similar tastes with enjoy this game. I haven't really heard that much negative negative words about this game and finally checking it out for myself i get it i get the hype i get why people love it i am and i haven't even beat it yet like i put about five to ten five to ten hours into it so far but i love this game this game is so damn good like and it's i love everything about it too like there's not a lot of flaws in it to me like it's a game that it's such a masterclass of what it's trying to do and i find it's and i'm not and i feel like i'm not even like the intended audience for it because i'm also not like i'm very mixed on roguelikes like i like roguelikes because they do remind me of that arcade style of using like you know putting in a quarter going in for a run and going as far as you can until you die like kind of like that mentality here but I don't really play them as much. Like I have some experiences with them, like with Diablo and things of that nature, but it's not like a genre of games that I go out of my way to play. And Hades, Hades, Hades to me, Hades to me is just so great. Like I, I like, and it's not even just like the gameplay. Cause the gameplay is pretty simple. Like you have, you, you, 
like so hades basically you play as the prince of darkness trying to escape hell and reach uh olympic olympus with the other gods but as you kind of go through your journey you kind of learn more about kind of what all the gods are kind of hiding from you and uh, and you kind of just start discovering more and more to the point that you're kind of just questioning your whole questioning a lot like you're just questioning a lot of the people in your life and things of that nature and I don't want to go into too much of the story because I do think it's engaging enough on its own right. And it de- definitely does a great job with Greek mythology, which I've been kind of more curious about now with this game and the other game I'll be talking about later on the show. But I think it does a very good job of not even just uh, capturing this with the story, but also just with their characters. And it, I'm just not even talking about like voice acting and stuff, the art direction. Everything about this game is A+. Like gameplay simple enough but engaging that you like you can if you're planning on playing for like a few hours or just for a quick 30 minute session you're gonna be engaged the entire time like it is very well done of what it's trying to do but not even just that like the art the art direction is so damn good i mean i'm pretty sure you have saw on twitter already or social media is how much everyone wants to fuck these gods and yes don't get me wrong everybody is beautiful in this game Everyone has a beautiful art direction, but also like a thing that I've been noticing that I, uh, some people have been talking about, it's just how they really definitely kind of gone to a more of a unisex or non-binary. I mean, obviously there are characters that you could tell that are male or female, but there's definitely characters that definitely more strict the line of the non-binary that I really, what I think was such a smart decision in such a clever way uh, especially with some of these gods where like it just for the interpretation of everything and I think it's such a fantastic like direction to go with these characters and it's like it's so great and I mean I mean I'm not saying that's the reason why the art direction works I mean the art director because it's so well done like every character is just drawn so beautifully and so represents the character that they are and then the voice actors that they pick to represent these characters are really like just right on the money and then even the writing like uh the characterization of all these characters are just so damn good like i'm just engaged with this game just to find out more about these characters and just hear them interaction than just even playing it sometimes and on top of that i love the game the game's very fun it's you have it's your typical um you know you got uh you start off you start off with pretty much like nothing or just like a weapon or two but as you kind of go with each run you start unlocking abilities you start like gaining currency to unlock more weapons and things of that nature to get stronger and actually get further uh because you're you're just gonna have to accept it right now if you haven't played it yet and you're interested in playing don't be burnt out that you're gonna you're gonna die quite a bit early on that's kind of how the hook is like the game wants you to fail before you succeed to let you know to let you know that it's going to be a journey but it's definitely worth it towards the end um to really you know build your your repertoire of weaponry weaponry and your arsenal but also really give you that sense of reward for when you actually like progress further and actually get to your main goal on that end which i think it just does such a great job like honestly this this game it's master class it's a master class of game design like i think every like every floor every level works to what it to what it's trying to accomplish i think the controls are as tight as they need to be and as, as fluent with the attacks and things of that nature like every action, I feel like it, I'm in control. Um, the character characterization of all your interactions is so well done and so charming. Like and with these characters, and the soundtrack is so like so great. Well, it's again already like uh, from Supergiant, like the makers of the, the studio that made this game. All like it has a track record of amazing soundtrack, like Bastion, Pyre, like. I was excited about this game. Like, I forgot Supergiant was made this game until, like, 
I saw a lot of Game of the Year episodes about it, and I was like, oh yeah, that's right, Super Gi It's this the new Super Giant game, and it's apparently been in early access since like 2019. So it's been, it's been on for a while, and I don't like. I always enjoy Super Giants games. Like, I don't think they have made a bad game yet, but Hades, like. I can understand why Hades is the one that really feels like it's a breakout hit because I feel everyone is talking about this. Game. Well, I don't want to say everyone, but it seems like a lot of people are talking about it. Like it's a lot on a lot of people's game of the year list, if not their game of the year personal one. And honestly, if I had to go back on redo it, redo my game of the year list, granted, I only have played about five to 10 hours of it. So that's why I'm like, I don't want to seen it's right it definitely would hit my top five though like i think this game would is if i played it last year and had more time with it it would definitely hit my top five because i definitely had such an amazing experience with this game like it because it's just a master class of what i'm looking for in gaming and why i i feel gaming as a medium is so engaging to people and why so many people love it because you do get a sense of immersion that you just can't replicate in film or television as much as i do love film and television you just can't do it uh that what gaming can because of the sense of control of these characters and kind of like your choices and things of that nature that like i feel like one run is never the same no matter what like if you're doing the run yourself or you're watching someone does a run on stream because this is also a great game to just check out on stream like i've been ch checking out like uh i think i've been checking out some of mac and millions playthrough of it and some other streamers but it's it's a fun game just to watch someone go for a couple runs and just see how far they can go and just you know it's just it's so engaging and such it's such a master class honestly like this is a game that i can understand can put a like an indie developer that already has been on the rise that has already been a fan favorite has already had like no bad games to its name but really takes it to that next level of mainstream appeal that i am very excited to see what comes next from supergiant because i think this is gonna this is almost kind of like their magnum opus in my opinion just everything just clicks about this game and i'm glad that they kind of kept it in early access for a while because i think they really listened to a lot of the feedback that they probably had during that air during, during that time and really just fine-tune everything because this game is just really well made it's just a fantastically made, well made game like it's everything and, and i mean again not just with the game to play department of controls everything about it oh soundtrack art direction characterization writing everything is just such a master class of why i love video games and i i'm just i can't sing the praise of this game more than i can, can like this and i haven't even beat it yet um i haven't even like you know truly beat it um granted i feel like roguelike i think a game like this i think has such gr great replay value that even if i do beat it i could still see myself like revisiting it from time to time but if you haven't checked out hades i can't stress enough it's worth your time it's only about 25 bucks um on both the eShop and ps uh pc it's not on ps4 and xbox which i was really surprised it's only on switch and pc as of now but i'm pretty sure i would i would not be surprised as that big of a hit this game has became that this will be coming on other consoles here soon so but i do it, it has been on sale granted it was around the holidays so that might be the case but the game does go down as low as 20 bucks but i mean honestly 20 or 25 bucks i think this game is totally worth it for what you're gonna get and the like the amount of quality that's in this game it's totally worth it and i definitely think it's worth checking out especially if you're a fan of roguelites i think this is just right up your alley and if this is a game that you sh honestly should not sleep on and definitely take your chance with it so it definitely gets a recommend a, a strong recommendation from me here on that end but uh continuing with the greek mythology theme that we kind of created with hades here another game that i've been playing recently has been um the ubisoft game uh, immortals phoenix rising which if you have been following this game uh, originally was revealed back in believe in 2018 as god and monsters but we like when it, after it was revealed because it was revealed to be looks like ubisoft breath of the wild 
with Greek mythology, which I am not against that at all. If you know me, uh, I might not have said it too much at, like on the podcast as much, but if you know me like personally or just kind of like check out my streams and stuff, Breath of the Wild is possibly my favorite game of all time. Like, it, it depends on the day. It, I always say it's like Super Mario Galaxy or Breath of the Wild, but Breath of the Wild is a such an experience that I still think about once per day. Like I, Breath of the Wild, it's pro like maybe even the reason got me back into gaming as hardcore as I have in the past couple years. And I was excited about this game because not only like it definitely had that Breath of the Wild mentality, but also like I liked the the Greek mythology that I was trying to uh, the Greek mythology aspect of that and just the ambition of this game. However, like, we haven't heard that much from it after 2018 until, like, literally a few months ago in 2020. Like, I think, like, the Ubisoft event in, like, August or something like that, that they finally really unveiled this game and changed it to Immortals Phoenix Rising, which, I'm not gonna lie, God of Monsters is a better name, but I'm not one of those people who are, like, com gonna complain about it on that. I, I think it was the better name, but Immortal Phoenix Rising is not a bad name in its own right. I just think god of monsters was a little more engaging but that's all i'm gonna say but what got me more appealing to this game from um when they were doing the more full uh reveal of is how kind of goofy it is and how it kind of gets more of a archaic feel that happens that build more on like the philosophy of Breath of the Wild. And I kind of like that because as much as like I do enjoy a, a serious story or a, a depth of social commentary, I also like playing games that are just silly and just kind of like are just very well written, very clever, and just like, you know, that doesn't take itself too seriously, just ha here to give you a good time. And it, Immortal Phoenix Rising definitely does that, especially with its story. Uh, the story is you follow uh, this character. Uh, you get to, uh, male or female, Fe named Phoenix, and it's uh, Zeus and uh, Poseidon telling the story to you, uh, telling the story throughout the, uh, throughout the game, and just you trying to restore this world. Granted, it's almost like Breath of the Wild beat by beat. There's a an eve. Uh, a giant fret that came out from its slumber took over the world took out the things that the, the only fret they have to only fret to them to defeat them and have almost full control of the world here and even to the point that like instead of the fine beasts it's gods and instead of uh, calamity ganon it's i forgot i honestly forgot the villain's name um, Titan, Titan, or something like that. But it, it is almost beat by, and you, you even start your game in a prologue area where, even though the area that you're in is still big, but it's just only one part of the map. And then once you get like your glider type esque uh, item, that's when the game truly opens up and starts going. And as of the time of this recording, I put about twenty to thirty hours into it. I'm about to finish the second god uh restore the second god of the four so i'm about halfway into the story the, the, the story and stuff like that but i really been enjoying this game warts and all like it's 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 a it's far from a perfect game like if you haven't played Bre breath of the wild and you're looking for an open world game breath of the wild is definitely the better game in that situation but like if you're like me who has put many of hours into breath of the wild and still patient patiently awaiting breath of the wild too and just want that open world fix that like breath of the wild kind of just left after playing it for so long immortal phoenix rising honestly is a great substitute for that like i think it it still feels that itch i've been having a good time exploring this world haven't like just feeling the immersion and things of that nature but it also does a couple of stuff well that I think Breath of the Wild was struggling a bit. Like, I like the combat of this game. The combat's actually challenging. I mean, not, not just challenging, but also just engaging. Like, 
I don't want to say like a character action game, but it definitely has like, you can't just, you got to be tactical with your, uh, uh, um, your encounters of like certain enemies and you do like unlock certain combos with a skill tree, which I I'm, I'm kind of indifferent to. Like, I understand why it's there. I, I think there's, yeah, like, I just, I don't have any strong opinions about it. I'm, I don't have a very strong opinion about skill trees. Like, I get why they're there to kind of build the progression. But th that's all I could really say. Like, I can understand the criticism to it. But to, to my experience with a game, it, it, it doesn't really kill me at this type of game uh, that Immortal Fiend Rising is. Like, it, it, it kind of works in into it on that. But... Yeah, like, I, it, the combat's very engaging. Like, I feel like every encounter, like, I don't mind. Like, it's not a kind of like a mundane. It's like some of the encounters I feel Breath of the Wild kind of has. Um, I, I I have fun kind of like, you know, I interacting with my enemies and that nature here. And also the story of this game is very, very fun and very, um, very clever uh, very, uh, definitely keeps you wanting to play the game more just to find out what happens next. Not because, like, the suspense and everything. The characters are just fun to listen to. The writing is so well done. So, um, like, so clever. Like, if a, a very serious notion is going on in the world, but also very tongue-in-cheek and not afraid to kind of, like, throw some jokes here and there. I'm not going to say all the jokes land, but honestly, all these characters are very charming. I think the 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 writing is just so uh it keep so like honestly kind of keeps me wanting to play it because i really like these encounters and i think the voice performances uh definitely suit the the writing of this game as well and it's also kind of fun to see like like especially like coming off of hades where it's dealing with greek mythology but definitely it very in more of a serious light where don't get me wrong hades can also be very charming and very funny on when it can be but it's definitely being a little bit more serious about the content that it's uh, about the story that it's telling than Immortal Phoenix Rising is. Like it, it, it is a serious matter that you're facing, but it's not afraid to also be like tug, tug, wink, wink at the same time, which I know some people might find that annoying. And I get that. Like it can definitely sometimes not seem so balanced with its tone. But honestly, like with Greek mythology, I just don't feel like we have seen that much of it. Like, I think we get close, but it still has to be, like, this very, like, somewhat, like, larger-than-life, serious tale of just these gods. And honestly, like, with Immortal Phoenix Rising, like, even, like, Zeus is kind of, like, this, I don't want to say pathetic loser, but even Zeus himself is kind of, like, this silly, like, Honestly, if it wasn't for the fact that I know it was Zeus talking, I would not expect like him being this very overpowering character. Like he's just like that bumbling grandpa that everyone has. That's just, like not afraid to like just go for like the lowbrow jokes just because he finds it funny. Like, and Poseidon kind of plays more like the straight man that kind of keeps him in check, which is in the story, which is just so hilarious and it's just a fun dynamic that I've been really enjoying my time with that and. Uh, Phoenix is a character I really like. Like, it's just like this, definitely like this hero character that wants to save the world and stuff like that, and just finding their true potential. But I, I, I like uh, his or her encounter, depending on what uh, character you go for with the other gods and things of that nature. It's just kind of like almost like seems like a fan boy or girl fighting, meeting these heroes that you hear in tales, and kind of realizing that their strengths are also their flaws too which has been a very fun narrative uh direction with um with this mythology that i've been really enjoying with this game and i think it has kept me engaged with it as well not on top of fact not on also on top of the fact that the gameplay is really fun like it 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 definitely has been filling that breath of the wild itch I'm, again, it's not perfect. I think it can be clumsy at times. The Switch version, which I've been playing on it, I've been surprised of the performance of this game, but at the same time, like it definitely can chug. But I feel like that has been just the Switch version, because um, I have seen like PS5, PS4, and it definitely performs a lot better. But um, 
it's like you know it's the clock you know it's not as satisfying like I, I don't like use my horse as much as i did in breath of the wild i just prefer prefer just like going on foot things of that nature and um you know the gliding i'm not exactly as crazy about as i was in like breath of the wild things of that nature but honestly like i've been having a good time with this game like i it's it's been filling in that breath of the wild itch that really has been just left in my soul since i beat breath of the wild and i still revisit breath of the wild here and there um but i definitely ha have been wanting this more in like kind of what breath of the wild was trying to go in more open world games that i just haven't really had until really immortal phoenix rising and i feel has came the closest even though it's far from perfect but i've been really enjoying my time with it and i got it on sale um so i didn't get paid a full price i paid about like um like 30 40 bucks which i think was actually like a good asking price for this kind of game and i think it it's it still worth the 60 bucks if you're interested in playing it especially if you're looking for that breath of the wild light game to hold you over until the sequel finally comes out either if it's later this year or potentially this time next year on that end but um that's who I would really recommend this game for. It's like if you love Breath of the Wild and you played so much of it, and you're just wanting that to fill that itch, but not revisit Breath of the Wild for the fifth or sixth time, Immortal Phoenix Rising is definitely that game for you. On that end, however, if you are looking forward, looking for that kind of game, but haven't played Breath of the Wild and have a Nintendo Switch, uh, play Breath of the Wild first. Like it's definitely the better game, the better experience. However, if you're just looking for a fun open world game that has a very charming demeanor to it that has a very engaging combat system as well i immortal phoenix rising is definitely the game for you that i think you will have a good time with on that end and pretty much uh, uh on that end on that end. but uh to kind of start wrapping up here the last game i really kind of want to talk about that i've been really playing a lot recently is another game that a friend of the show recommended uh during our game of the year episode on their list uh my friend alexander so i kind of had mentioned before that i've been slowly getting back into fighting games that outside of just smash brothers last year with like Dra dragon ball fighters got me really kind of back into it and then i had some time with mortal kombat 11 then kind of picked up some other games on sale like skull girls and things of that nature so i've been kind of getting back into the fighting game genre for the first time in quite like in a while like I, it's definitely been the most engaged i have with the, with this particular genre of games that i haven't had since probably as a kid um that isn't super smash brothers like super smash brothers has always been a game fighting game that i just played because it's the game that me and my friends played of course being a nintendo fanboy that they am it's you know fits up right up my alley but i have heard this game i i've been keeping an eye on this game just because it's so wacky and so bizarre that it actually exists but it became like kind of the success story that it has been on that and that is um them fighting herds which if you haven't heard them fighting herds them fighting herds is a fighting game that originally started as a My Little Pony inspired game. Like it was originally it was gonna be this like straight up using character for My Little Pony, but as a fighting game. But obviously uh, Hasbro was not a fan of that and did not want that to happen. So they couldn't do it as like a My Little Pony game. However, the foundation that they built. They didn't just want to abandon it, this uh, small team that has made this game. And, uh, like, they still wanted to release this game here. Even to the point that even, like, artists from My 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 Little Pony, uh, Friendship and Magic, let, gave them original characters to use for the game. So they could, you know, still make it. And... It finally came out early last year, I think like around February last year, but it got it's been getting some attention because when Evo was supposed to happen last year, it was going to be one of the big games on the main stage because it's one of the only few fighting games that actually has a really good online community and a really good netcode that you could actually play properly unlike, you know, certain really 
giant fighting games uh super smash brothers um so it, it, it's funny how like because this is a very niche game like i'm not gonna say like it's for everyone it's it could definitely be very jarring because of the art style alone of the my little pony aspect like you are playing as very cute horse animals beating the living shit out of each other however if you can get over the fact that you are fighting as horses there is a great game in there like the fighting mechanics are really well done like i love the combo system of this game and i love how this game feels and plays and that um i've been having a good time just i just been having a good time just going through arcade and just playing online like i i have been streaming it a little bit not as much as i probably want to because uh i just been you know doing other stuff for the show and things of that nature but god them fighting her just it's just a fun game to mess around with like I, I was even playing with my friend alexander uh last month and he was just like breaking down the game to me and we played for like about three to four hours just on that alone on top of that like i just like if i'm just looking for like a quick couple rounds i can always just pop it in go to arcade mode and just like you know just try to beat the cpu as much as i can or just play, play a couple online matches it's just it's been a great time like i really been enjoying my time with this game that i feel like i have barely touched the surface because i know there's a story mode that i i have started but i haven't really put that much time into it like yeah with this game i probably put about five to ten hours so far like like again i barely have scratched the surface of this game i believe but i totally like my time i had just got me just wanting to play this more and more if when i can if like if i just had that free time the free moment to really do a deep dive just this game um just like you know really just work on my combos work on my skills this game has definitely been kind of like that itch for me because it really has a great mechanic that i've been just enjoying quite a bit and i mean i'm not the i'm not gonna say like i'm the biggest my little pony fan i'm really not i'm not even a really fan of it and it's been kind of weird playing it because it definitely got got me more questions of this, especially with my love for sonic of this like uh so troy you keep on saying you're not a furry uh but you love playing these types of games so i definitely could see the looks on that but honestly for what it's trying to be i think it's very charming on that like i think i love that they're doubling down on it like it actually just makes the game even more enjoyable that the fact that they're doubling down on these my little pony like aspect like they're they're doubling down on the fact that these are cute characters that are beating the living shit out of each other and i just love that it's you know not afraid to be like that and i give it nothing but my uninvited uh credit like uh praise on that end here and it's just a plus that it actually happens to be a great fighting game with a deep enough mechanic and very fun online community that honestly i and the fact that they're still supporting the game i believe like they just dropped the first dlc character and they're still planning on updating it here more and more that i honestly think like now is like a perfect time to really get into it because i feel like the scene the, the game's scene has just been growing gr growing that and it just seems to be growing even more that if you stick with it you're definitely going to have a good time with um with your with with this particular game so highly highly recommend it i believe it's on i believe it's only on steam for right now which i got it on sale for the steam sale um i think it normally goes for like 15 bucks or something like that i got it for like six but honestly, uh, even at full price, I think it's a, it's it's worth the price of admission. It's a, it's a good time. It's definitely a very fun fun game to have on that end. But yeah, uh, that's pretty much it. That's mostly been all the games that I've been playing outside of obviously you know the main games that I've been streaming. Like I've been streaming Sonic Generations a lot, but um, <coughs> excuse me, but you know um. I already talked my piece on Sonic Generations, and I definitely am planning on doing an episode, doing a bigger deep dive into that one here, probably closer around June to celebrate the 30th anniversary, and happen to be the 10th anniversary of that game as well. Um, and then, of course, to get the recent episodes like Celeste, 
Thomas was alone. Uh, the Gr- Gris episode that's about to drop here next uh, soon, um, and other games. So there is one more that I do kind of want to talk about a little bit, just very briefly though. Like I said, Dead Fighting Herd, but honestly, this this is the last game of the episode. Um, it's a game that I have been playing for almost a decade now, but I've been streaming it a lot just because it's been, it's a fun game to just stream and also just to just be engaged with. And that is Sonic and All-Stars Racing Transform. So if you know me, I'm a big kart racer fan. Like I love Mario Kart. And, but not even just Mario Kart. I love like Crash Team Racing and I love like the Sonic and All-Star Racing games. And I'm just, I'm a sucker for a really good kart racer. Don't get me wrong. There's a, you can definitely do a shitty kart racer. I, I do feel like there's still more shitty kart racers out there than really great ones. But when they're really great, they are so fun and so engaging. And it kind of like get that itch of like that arcade racing vibe that I really love to play. Um, that I think like even like Forge and Horizon kind of has touched upon um, with that uh, with those series of games. But Sonic and also Racing Transform honestly might be my favorite kart racer of all time. I love this game so damn much. It is such a fun game to play. And like I to justify this game, I haven't really played this game online or with other people as much as just playing it by myself which is kind of a testament to how great the game is because kart racers are definitely more of a multiplayer experience and don't get me wrong i have played it on multiplayer especially on the wii u version when it first came out and it's still a great time however i think this game works so well for me because it's engaging enough just to play by myself that even like mario kart especially with mario kart 8 like it's not as engaging as you think. Like Mario Kart 8, I definitely put more time with if I'm playing with friends compared to Sonic and All-Star Racing Transform. And I'm also like really loving the course direction, the course design of these levels and the love letter to not just Sonic, but fucking Sega in general that we just don't see at all these days. Like honestly, it's literally just these games that really just show like so sega has so many great franchises under his belt it has this rich history that i don't understand why sega just doesn't want to acknowledge it themselves don't 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 ask me but it's just so funny because yeah like like even to like deep cuts like burning rangers or like i don't want to say outrun is a deep cut because i think outrun is definitely more like the arcade feel like kind of more one of the more popular arcade games to come out from sega but like house of the dead like so so many i don't know it's such like so many fan like fan favorite and then like the characters you get to unlock and um i've been playing the scene version more recently because i got on sale last year um and there's even more characters that they unlockable in that so don't get me wrong there's still some oddball chases from like the wreck it ralph and danica patrick like i those characters will always still be weird that they're in this game but you also have like team fortress in there which kind of makes a bit more sense like it actually they fit more in the world than you uh you expect but also like fucking football manager from like the football manager games and like the uh, i forgot like the the from the like the civilization type games that sega has like there's definitely some oddball characters but it's more than just like your sonic roster even though there is still quite a bit of sonic characters i'm not gonna lie but there's definitely like a lot of good like throwbacks to sega games like even like skies of arcaria caria like it's such a fun fan favorite game that i mean why i think mario kart works so well is it's like it becomes almost a love letter to the franchise um but instead of just particularly being mario it's particularly just sega as a whole and really got me curious if nintendo ever does do the course of a nintendo kart like more like super smash brothers i definitely think they just take aspiration from what sonic and all-star racing transformed did and that's even not even going into the game mechanics because mario kart 7 introduced like other like you know gameplay like not just like you know kart racing but you also have like your gliding portions and then like you underwater but transforms takes that idea but really runs with it um like you 
get you there's parts of the map like the 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 courses and i think why i'm so engaged with them they evolve as the race goes on like it's not just like you know the same thing the entire race like it involves with you like one portion of the race will probably be like you you know just be in a regular cart but then the world uh gets flooded or you you're at the point where you have to transform into a boat to rate continue racing and then you have to fly in the air and i think it does such a great job of transitioning into that that keeps me so engaged with the the races that i just find myself wanting to race more and more on these levels and it's like uh, like like so fun that even my mario kart like doesn't like i'm not a big fan of mario karts like I think why eight works so well is because I do think the anti-gravity really fixes a lot of that issues I have with seven. Cause I don't think they're as engaging as they really were trying to sell it as like the gliding just feels like kind of like, okay, I'm just up in the air type situation or the underwater is like, okay, I'm still like, you know, in a cart racing. I'm just happy to be underwater. That That's really it. But like Sonic and also racing really like, like it even like controls a bit differently than your normal, like, you know, when you're, you, you, like to the point i think it's faster to be and like you have choices like you could be on the water or even be up in the air if you do like a certain shortcut right and if you do like up in the air you're, you're you have more speed that way and it, it definitely brings a layer of strategy and um, to a kart racer that i just really enjoy um that i can't, like even mario kart may not fit that it's as well as this game does which also just makes me so sad that like i feel this game still gets slept on as much as like i know people have kind of recognized how the brilliance of this game but it's like just compared to mario kart 8 granted don't get me wrong mario kart 8 is a juggernaut and i understand why that it's like kind of like became the gold standard because it's still probably my favorite of the franchise that is in ds but like i just i just i i, I find myself returning more to sonic and all-star racing transform like my big really criticism of the game is just like the battle mode's not as fun as like you know mario kart 8 deluxe and um it can get cheap at moments and the course as much as i really love the course design and i love as the course evolves the roads are very narrow for how big the carts actually are to the point that if you even just have like one or two racers around you it gets really annoying and even like some drifts are really hard to pull off just because your cart is very big so like it, it just seems like a weird oversight that just happened the miss while they were making that game but uh honestly i will i will probably see this phrase i think sonic and also racing transform is the best kart racer ever made and i don't think that's going to change anytime soon like i've been really enjoying revisiting this game on stream or just if i just have 30 minutes to kill this this is a perfect game for that and if you're looking for that kart racer that you know that mario kart type race uh mario kart type racer and but crash team racing isn't necessarily your thing sonic and also racing is totally a great pick for you um it is on all the previous generations like uh it's on wii u it's on xbox 360 ps3 there's even a fucking 3ds version of it but uh i definitely recommend the steam version because i think you definitely get more bang for your buck and the game go, does don't go on sale quite a bit so if you do see it go on sale, definitely pick it up because I think it's definitely worth a good time. And if you do, definitely hit me up because I would love to play more uh, more online races with people with this game because I need more people to play with to keep engaged on that end. So, but that's pretty much it. Like, yeah, those are pretty much the games outside of like obviously the games that we've been doing on the the show. This uh. The, the past couple months that's really been keeping me engaged i've uh, wanted to talk about but yeah thank you guys for uh listening and like letting me kind of like do this uh series uh I, again i'm still trying to i, I kind of like the unedited format of these types of episodes but i, I appreciate y'all's feedback to tell me what's working what's not working things of that nature please send them my way uh just so we i can like figure out what's like improving the show and things of that nature here uh on that end and i really do appreciate it like you guys are awesome and again um if you want to follow the show we're on social media all forms up and down all around that'd be probably the best way to get in contact with me we do have our email up and down and around at gmail.com as well uh i've been also streaming on my twitch channel twitch.tv slash t uh t under roy t underscore roy jenkins 
uh, that's where you can find me streaming, not just uh, games that uh, I'll eventually be talking about on the show here, but also just like just games that I like to stream a lot, like what you got, like Sonic uh, Sonic and All-Star Racing Transform or Sonic Generations or yeah, like heck, even them fighting herds, you know, like just, you know, engage with the chat and just engage with the community that I've been slowly building with this show. Um, I've been definitely trying to work into more like community nights where we could do like, you know, Jackbox or uh, Among Us type situation, but I'm definitely trying to still work on that here. But yeah, uh, if you, you're free, I mostly stream like Thursday through Mondays, uh, primarily in the evenings, uh, Saturday and Sunday, closer to like maybe like afternoon, evening hours, sometimes maybe even late nights on the weekends. Um, but if you happen to see me streaming, like definitely uh, stop by and uh, we'll uh, hang out for a bit. So it's, it's been fun, uh, you know, engaging with y'all and things in that nature here. And it's been fun definitely streaming games that I eventually do talk about on the podcast which y'all could it's been just fun engaging with it which with y'all on that end so i can't i can't stress that enough that it's been a good time so thank you guys again thank you guys for supporting the show um we'll be back next week with uh, a, a brand new episode I'm, I'm excited about the game that we're talking about because it's a very fantastic game and definitely definitely worth the time uh definitely a very very engaging episode and i'm excited for y'all to listen to it here but um, until next time, y'all, take it easy, y'all, wear a mask, be safe out there, and be good to each other, okay? Take it easy, y'all.